It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is a very sleep-deprived <laughs> Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, are you hanging in there? Yeah, and, and I someday, uh, not today, but some other day, <laughs> I will I will tell everyone the story of, of the sleeping tight ends that I that I told you before the before uh, the. It's crazy. It's it's uh it's a little weird. I'm a little weird if you guys haven't figured that out. Um, yes, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm excited. I'm certainly excited that uh, on my sleepy day. There's probably not going to be a lot of Cowboys news because they're they're uh, you know moving along up north to San Francisco, and I'm triply excited that uh, tomorrow we actually get to see people wearing Cowboys uniforms doing something that looks like football. Absolutely. So coming up on today's show, we preview the Cowboys' first preseason game against the San Francisco 49ers. You can watch that game live on NFL Network at 10 p.m. Eastern Time or 7 p.m. Best Coast Time. So instead of breaking down the mid- – Yeah, I did. Like I did. Yes. Yeah, okay. That's a bird. All right. So instead of breaking down this matchup, um, we're just going to talk about some players and things that we are excited to see uh, from the Cowboys on Thursday night. Now, we haven't heard for sure, but it sounds like you're not going to see uh, a lot of the starters, probably more on offense. I don't ex- expect to see Dak Prescott or Zach Martin or Tyron Smith. Uh, and on defense, you'll probably see a lot of – you know younger guys in there, but don't expect to see guys like Sean Lee to Marcus Lawrence. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about some things that we are going to be interested to watch. Um, I actually want to start out with Rico Gathers because before we jumped on this podcast, uh, Mike Fisher from 105.3 uh, The Fan was talking about Rico Gathers and how he has been the best receiving tight end in camp. Now, Landon, I'm going to ask you if you agree with that assessment um, and maybe what you have thought of Rico so far through camp and maybe what you expect from him uh, on Thursday night. Well, this is, man, this is, we could do a whole podcast on Rico, really. And uh, uh, We kind of yeah, have. We've have. done it well, before. <laughs> I mean, yeah, those dark days of offseason get uh, get bleak. Um, you know, I I mean, no one respects Mike more than I do, obviously. I, I, I love Mike. We're buddies, you know. Um, so, uh, but, but that's, you know, I, that's his opinion. It's not my opinion. I, I, I think that Blake Jarwin, to me, as far as just receiving skills go, is far and away the best receiving tight end on this team. I mean, that's basically what he's going to be used for. Um, now, here's where, here's where I'm going to throw a monkey wrench in things, though. Um, you know, I have been the person very much tapping, uh, slamming the brakes on Rico Gathers. Um, and a lot of it has been under the context of, you know, what people are expecting of him. Um, I, I think the idea that he is some sort of Jimmy Graham or, uh, 
Rob Gronkowski. Well, I yeah. mean, more, more. Uh, yeah, the, I think the basketball players are the problem. The basketball player comparisons. So Antonio Gates, like those, those Gonzalez, yep. those guys are different. Like those guys are different, like athletes than Rico Gathers is. Like Rico is a like those guys were you know small forwards playing, uh, uh, you know tight end essentially. I mean you know they they're kind of bigger, but I, I, maybe they play maybe they play the four every once in a while, but they weren't you know. Those guys are, are athletic. They're, they can they can get up. They can get up and down the field. They're quick. They're smooth. You know, like those are all things that very much translate to the type type of game that they have. So the idea that Rico was going to translate to that to me always felt like this is a bad match here. And especially when I went and saw what he looked like, you know, he's he's very plodding. He's very uh, he's not he's the opposite of smooth, chunky, whatever it is. Um, Crunchy, 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 crunchy. I guess because we're gonna crunchy. be a um, it, Either way, um, he's he, he's that is definitely not his game, and I don't know that that specifically will ever be his game. You know, like that, like that will be his dominant trait. So that that has always been the lens in which I've viewed the Rico Gather situation. Come last few days, like he has really shown, he showed some things in in goal line. In in, uh, red, in red zone, he showed the, showed some things as a blocker, and to me, the people that uh, you know at on the shows that talk about him, they talk about how the coaches that didn't like him before are gone now, um, and they you know they t- just talk generally more about uh, you know using him as like a red zone target, a red zone tight end, uh, and a goal line kind of guy. Now, I can if you can find a way to He's still gonna have to find the way to play special teams, and and that's even more difficult sure. this year with all the rule changes. So if you can find a way, and Brian Bros talked about all this, so I'm not like pretending like I made this up. I'm just agreeing with this context for Rico. Uh, if if you can find him a, a a job on the kickoff, uh, on the uh, sorry the extra point or the the field goal team, and then you know get him in there on red zone packages as a blocker and receiver, you know he's got to be able to do both. But if he can do all those things, then I yeah I think there's a spot on this team. All right, I think that there's at least that makes him a lot more palatable. Because my, my issue with Rico has always been I, I can't if he if I got him I got to bring him on the forty six. Like he he can't I just don't think he can be one of those fifty like those seven inactive guys. Like I just I okay. I, I think if, if you're taking the risk to keep him on your team you you got to play him. And if you got to play him he's got to be game day useful which means you know for tight end he's got to play special teams so i've been a fan of rico gathers for a while and even i was a little dubious that this this was going to be the year for him you know when i saw some of the training camp videos he did look uh clunky is the way i would say with his route running it's very choppy uh he did the extra weight did seem to slow him down he didn't look like the same athlete that we saw last year in the preseason uh, but the more that you think about this team and, you know, the construction of this roster, uh, you know, the receivers, they've got a lot of guys that are going to do work in the intermediate short part of the field. They're really missing a guy that can win in contested areas in the red zone. Um, and I think back yeah. to, I think it was 2012 or 2013, uh, the Lions had a tight end named Joseph Forge yeah, the- who couldn't block. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't do anything in the middle of the field, but they brought him in down near the goal line. I think he had seven touchdowns one year. 
I could see the Cowboys carving out a role like that for Rico. You know, maybe you get him 15 snaps on offense, but they're, you know, they're important snaps. You know, they're when you need touchdowns. Could that happen? I don't know, but I think this preseason is going to be very, very important for Rico. If he can limit his mistakes, show a few big splash plays for the Cowboys offense, then I think that's going to go a long ways to helping him gain a roster spot. Uh, last year, I think he was on track, and then he got hurt in practice. Uh, Rico just needs to have a solid uh, performance on Thursday night, and I expect him to get a ton of snaps. Um Let's go ahead and move on to uh, another player that I'm interested in watching, and a guy that I kind of wrote off before the season started, and, and that's Lance Lenore. Uh, I think everybody, when they were doing their depth charts and you know the ranking the receivers on the roster, Lance Lenore would always come in seventh, eighth, ninth. Total afterthought. Uh, I know he didn't have a great practice on Monday, it was, but uh, you know this is a guy that just really surprised a lot of people. So. Uh, talk to us about Lenore, and are you excited to see him on, on Thursday night? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely excited. I, I think that, uh, you know, this is obviously the kind of situation where Lance is going to get a real shot. You know, I mean, he's, he, he will probably play a ton of snaps. Um, he's, you know, he has made himself extremely difficult to cut. And, and I, the, I do not envy any of the people that are, involved in cutting that down that wide receiver room because I, I think that you're probably going to put a, a good player on the street. Um, I, I mean, agree. I mean, no matter whether it's wide receiver seven or eight, uh, you're, you're probably going to put a good player on the street. So um, it'll be interesting to see if maybe someone becomes a trade bait or, you know, if, if, if they try to move the guy because, they clearly have a nice collection of guys. I mean, you can say what you want about the guys at the top. Maybe you're not comfortable with the guys at the top. Um, but I feel like, at the very least, if you I mean, just look at the fact that, you know, Terrence Williams was your starting Z receiver last year. And, you know, I, I'm not saying he's going to get cut, but I, I, he's definitely not guaranteed a spot, I would say. And, and if he is guaranteed a spot, it's only because of his salary. So, you know, sure. I, I don't know that, you know, everyone wants to say, well, we haven't gotten anyone better than Dez. Maybe not, maybe maybe not, but two through five has just gotten way way better than it was last year. So I think that that's something to keep in mind with that. And, and, and going back to Lance specifically, um, yeah, I think again he's also going to need to find something to do on special teams because he's not going to get enough snaps as a wide receiver in the regular season. I don't think to justify a, a roster spot just on that i, I think he's going to need to be a guy that can also play some special teams as well uh but if he can uh, yeah i mean look he he arrives on time he despite those drops yesterday he basically catches everything that's thrown at him um and he's clearly a favorite of the quarterback which i think is important you know so uh all those things add up to me is i think lance has got a really good shot at making this team one of the guys that will probably be throwing him a lot of passes uh, tomorrow night is Cooper Rush. Uh, last year, Cooper Rush had a fantastic preseason. Uh, he really won the quarterback two job uh, from Kellamore. I think they they cut Kellamore a couple weeks in the season, promoted Rush to be the backup. And that doesn't happen very often from an undrafted rookie quarterback. Um, so Rush, we're looking for him to take little steps here in uh you know this year in preseason 
would you say that he's further along this year than he was last year? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that I think, uh, yeah, I mean, that, he's definitely further along than he was last year. I mean, I don't know how much further along, but I, I think. Does he look like the same player, basically, though? You know, it's tough because I mean, I, I now I have expectation on him, so like right. I, I don't really. It's hard for me to parse that a little bit, but um, I I don't think he's looked. I, I mean, I think he's looked pretty good. I mean, he hasn't looked terrible. Um, I I think you know in the same way that Dak is going through new receivers, so is Cooper Rush. You know, this whole these all these quarterbacks are dealing with new receivers. I mean, Mike White because he's a rookie, but. Uh, you know, all these guys are kind of dealing with the, with the new crew to be throwing at, and and you know, that crew also being taught by a new wide receiver coach, and also them being taught by a different quarterback coach. So, I think things are very different than they were last year. Um, you know, and I think the other thing too is that you know, despite what people may remember or not, I mean, I was ready to cut Kellen Moore before Dak got hurt. <laughs> like mm. you know like Kellen Moore was I love Kellen Moore and I think he's gonna be a great I really do honestly believe think he'll be a great quarterbacks coach because if you can play in the NFL if you can just make it to the NFL with the, with the just the lack of skill set physical skill set that that guy has like you gotta have a, a, a level of cerebral understanding of the game that is pretty intense but anyways he was he was destroying reps he was destroying practice reps. Like he couldn't even he couldn't yeah. even get yeah. through a, a a you know a seven on seven drill without you know him fluttering a duck out there to a, a open receiver. So you know I think part of that was just by necessity of them needing someone better than Kellen Moore. Uh, this year now he enters in as the as the backup. Or, you know that's the job is his, uh, and you know he hasn't really done anything to kind of give it away or or. Uh, or to you know, and say that he's ready for the next step or anything, um, but at the same time, I don't think Mike White's done anything uh, to imply that he's ready to challenge uh, uh, Cooper at all. And I don't know that he's even done enough to guarantee his spot on this team. Really, now that's some, that's some interesting information. So we kind of expect Rush to probably play the first quarter, uh, maybe White the next two, and probably. Uh, Dalton Sturm, uh, a name that we have not talked about on this podcast. I'll yet, talk about Dalton. Probably... I like Dalton. I Go like ahead. Dalton, man. I, I think. Do you like it better than White? No, 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 no. Well, I mean, not as not as a prospect. No, I, I mean, I, okay. I, 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 and I don't think he's making the team, and I, I don't want him to make the team or anything like that. But I like him. But could he hang around? Could he hang around on a practice? Maybe squad? you know, I think he's he reminds me of he's got a really live arm. He's got a really nice arm, uh, and he's and he's athletic, you know, and, and so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think he could definitely hang around on the practice squad, maybe ours. Um, and yeah, I think he could give you some good looks because of his, I mean, I think he has kind of a, what would be described now as a Russell Wilson. Yeah, he's got a very Dak part, you know, like kind of game, you know, to him. Uh, but mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's he just, he's not the physical stature of either of those two people. I mean, he's, he's very slight and that's the issue is. He, you know, guys like Dak and, and Russell Wilson are, I mean, they're big dudes. I mean, it, it may not seem that way, but Russell Wilson is, even though he's short, he is very, you know, athletic and muscular and, and, and built for the punish, you know, punishment he takes. Dak even more so. Dak's even bigger. Um, but this guy, you know, he's not going to be able to live in the NFL 
rolling it out or running zone reads or, you know, running with his feet, he, he's, he'll get broken pretty quick. And before we move on to the defense, is there anybody else in the offense that maybe you're looking forward to seeing that we haven't mentioned so far on the podcast? You know, I just want to uh, – really, it's the whole wide receiver core because I, I'm at this point – I've gotten to the point now where I just don't know – like, I, I need I, – we need to gauge the, these guys, especially the wide receivers and the DBs against another team because – I, I don't I can't quantify how good these wide receivers are or these DBs because I really just don't feel like I know anything. I feel like the DBs are really good. I, I feel like that's they I feel like Spoiler. that that they is are. what is going on. Um, and so what that means is that it's hard for me to gauge the wide receivers because you know the the wide receivers have got a, like we mentioned previously they got a lot of moving parts changing with them. And then I'll add on top of that the fact that they're going against a very talented deep and young secondary uh it, it, it's making the whole uh process of evaluating it very difficult so so just getting that extra angle of seeing these guys go against a, a different team uh i think i think it's something you know at least Moving on to the defense, probably the player that I am the most excited to see is uh, a Cowboy rookie, and that's fourth-round pick Dorrance Armstrong. Now, we talked about Armstrong on the podcast. Uh, I believe it was the last time we did a show. Uh, But these preseason games, usually the defensive line kicks the offensive line's butt. There's just more defensive line talent in the NFL than there is offensive line talent. Um, I'm looking to see how far Dorrance Armstrong is in his development. Does he look like he's further along than what Taco was at the same time last year? Uh, where they're using Armstrong, are they using him on the right side, left side, both sides? Uh, I'm just kind of curious to see what he provides as a pass rusher at the next level. Uh, any thoughts on Dorrance Armstrong tomorrow night? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. I, I'm definitely interested as well. I mean, the, the guy has clearly shown you so much in, in training camp uh, – that it's it's time to to kind of see how that translates into the game. And again, like just like I was saying before, you know, you, you watched him go against your bottom rung, your third rung, your second rung, and and you seen him take a couple snaps against your starters. So now it's kind of just time to see what this guy will do uh, against another team. One guy that we really haven't talked a lot about on this show since he's been drafted, and that's first round pick Leighton Vanderash. I feel like it's been a very very quiet. Uh, training camp for Van Der Esch. And that's not to say that he's having a bad camp or anything. It's just usually the first round pick out, you know, they outshadow the rest of the draft picks. But because of uh, Armstrong and Michael Gallup and Connor Williams, it just seems like he's kind of getting lost in the shuffle a little bit. So I'm assuming we're going to see a lot of Van Der Esch uh, on Thursday night. I expect him to probably be uh, the middle linebacker with the ones. You'll probably see Joe Thomas uh, as the weak side linebacker. But can you just kind of fill us in on what's been going on with Van Der Esch at training camp and uh, maybe what you expect to see from him over the next couple of weeks? Well, yeah, I mean, I think the name that you, you also left out there and, and as far as muddying the waters for Van Der Esch is Jalen Smith. I mean, Jalen Smith has yeah. been incredible out there. And, you know, I think that you've – I, I'm hoping now we've kind of moved past the art, the debate of of is he Notre Dame or whatever. Like, because it just it doesn't really matter. Like, I think it, at this point we should evaluate him for what he is. And, and, and 
Right now, he's, he's an extremely athletic, big middle linebacker. So uh, I don't know if... Let me ask you this question yeah, real quick, Kanji. Yeah, sure. how, how much further along or behind would you say he is compared to, like, Anthony Hitchens at this same time in his career or even last year? I mean, Cause I, I, guess, I think he's going to be better than Anthony get, Hitchens. I, and that's kind of the point. If you can get somebody who is as good or better than Anthony Hitchens, you'll take that. Yeah, I think he's going to be better than Anthony Hitchens. I mean, I, I, I was never that big of an Anthony Hitchens fan. I, you know, I, that's. I mean, I, I think he was he was fine. I think he was uh, more of a will playing in a Mike's. Well, not a Mike's body, but playing Mike. Uh, I I yeah. think that you know he. Uh, he, I, I love, I love him as a third linebacker. Like he's the best third linebacker, you know, because he can do yeah, it all. Because he can do it all, and he can do it. Like he'll, he'll, he'll make plays. Like uh, you know, what I'm saying, like it's not like he's a bum. Like the guy's, he's a good player. Um, I just didn't think that. I, I felt like the Cowboys fans specifically overvalued him, and I think the Chiefs really overvalued him. Um, but. I think that I think that Jalen can do more than that. You know, I think that he can be a, a playmaker on this defense. I think you know, I mean, he's he's already kind of shown it out here a couple different times, man. Where, you know, it's the ball goes outside and he's meeting the the running back in the backfield. You know, he's sniping through the line of scrimmage. He's taking on blockers, disengaging. You know, he's he's the starting middle linebacker right now, and I don't think it's close. And that's, I don't think it has anything to do with Leighton Van Der Esch. I mean, I think Van Der Esch is developing fine. And let me bring it back to Van Der Esch. Uh, you know, I think Van Der Esch is doing fine. And I think if they weren't so uh, concerned with getting him ready to play Mike linebacker, I think that he would probably be getting a lot more snaps rotated in as the Will linebacker or, you know, maybe bumping the other guy over and letting Leighton play with the, first, with the ones and then Jalen as the Will but clearly, I think that they are very uh, focused on trying to get Leighton ready to play Mike at this point, and that's why he's running second team Mike is because they want to make sure they want to get him used to making the calls and that sort of thing and, and doing all of that stuff. So if it turns out that he ends up being the uh, starting Mike and and they end up doing a, you know kind of finding a role for Jalen that's outside of that, that he he will be ready for that. All right, let's take a step back really quickly before we go. Um, Let's say next year, Sean Lee moves on. The Cowboys release him, he retires, whatever happens. What do you think is the best spot for each Jalen and Leighton Van Der Esch? Because to me, the body says that Van Der Esch should probably be your middle linebacker, but I think he almost is a better fit at will because of his speed. Uh, what do you think is the best spot for each of those guys? You know, I'm, I, I, I'm starting to feel that way too a little bit. Is that, you know, and, and, and when you look at the two of them, like, is is Jalen really even that much smaller than? No, Jalen has really bulked up since yeah. he's entered. Yeah. So my point is, is that like, if if the, if one guy is clearly a much better take on blocker or moving forward type linebacker, which is kind of more the Mike job, and one guy is like a fantastic run and hit linebacker, uh, but you know still needs some work on taking on blocks. I mean. That sounds like the job definitions right there. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I agree. I, I, I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not completely ruling that out at all. Uh, I also think that 
I don't know. I also think that it doesn't matter that much, you know, I, I because I think that, you know, he's just get two guys that can, yeah. Cover and can and they're going to, and, really and they're going to play so much, you know, nickel and dime. And so, you know, and those roles really become indistinguishable once you start talking about that. So, uh, I'm sure they'll figure it out and, and, uh, and it's a problem for next year, but I, I, I kind of feel like either one of the, those two players can play either one of those two spots. Any guys in the secondary you're looking forward to seeing? I want to see Marquez White, man. I think that, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk. A name we haven't yeah, talked about. It, yeah, we haven't talked well, about you know, him he's, at all. He, he's, I see him making plays every once in a while. He's not making interceptions, right? Though I actually did think I saw him make an interception at one point in practice. But I, I just think that, you know, like he, he is still such a great fit for this, this defense and what Chris Richard wants to do. Um, and I think he's going to get a ton of snaps tomorrow. So uh, a guy that, yeah, it's just I feel like uh, you're right. They ha- like especially relative to some of these other names we've heard, um, you haven't heard a ton about. But I- I'm hoping that uh, the game kind of the lights turn on and, and and he turns on. So we'll we'll see how that turns out. But he's definitely a guy I want to watch. Uh, and then I definitely, you know, look, I think the game is really the best opportunity to evaluate uh, the safety, specifically free safety, but all, both safeties really, um, because, you know, practice is just, it's just, you know, it's just not the same. Uh, and then just kind of not on the secondary only, but really linebackers and specifically the nose tackles. We talked about potentially Antoine Wood. Brian Price is a guy I want to. I'm definitely going to pay attention to. Obviously, for same reason because we we just don't get a chance to really look at these nose tackles properly in training camp because they don't. It's just not full physicality. I guess is the best way. Sure. Um, but again, also the linebackers because I think that the linebackers and the running backs. Running backs, we kind of know what we've got. I mean, we may see some Bo Scarborough if that interests you and that sort of thing. But but we kind of know what we got. But with the linebackers, we're still trying to figure out what we've got. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, Jalen, I think we'll get some snaps. Layden will definitely get some snaps. Uh, I, I want to see Joe Thomas. I want to see Justin March Lillard. Uh, I want to see, you know, uh, those guys uh, running and making tackles and bringing people to the ground because I think that's, you know, a clear uh, hole in our evaluation at this point of the team. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited to see the Chris Richard effect on the Cowboys defense. So uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Follow Lane and Ant McCool BCB. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy the game. Football is back. And we make sure you guys come back here uh, so we can talk all about it once the game finishes. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.